Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. John and Ken Show, John Cobalt and Ken Shampoo. It's KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, well, there's reportedly still heavy fighting in eastern Ukraine. Thousands of people are trapped. The number of people who have left Ukraine has now exceeded... 2 million as the civilian death toll continues to climb. We'll keep you updated on all the latest with Ukraine. Of course, the announcement this morning that President Biden is banning the import of oil from Russia is making the whole gas price thing an even bigger story today than it was yesterday. The average U.S. gas prices have hit $4.17 a gallon. But, you know, laugh, laugh. Welcome to California, where a lot of people are seeing 6 bucks. And higher. And uh, about a dollar and a quarter of that is taxes. Taxes. So uh, if Newsom cared about the middle class and the working and the poorer classes, he would eliminate those taxes. But he doesn't because he doesn't care. Uh, We're going to talk with Vince Fong, assemblyman from Bakersfield, about uh, the oil supply. He says California imports 75% of it. From foreign nations, 6% coming from Russia. And we should up our own production. That's right, California state oil production. Let's get Vince on and talk about all this. How you doing? Welcome. Hey, how are you guys? I think most people would be shocked considering how many uh, oil derricks you can see driving around the state that three quarters quarters of the oil comes from foreign countries. Is that right? Yeah, California. Yeah, California is an energy island. I don't think a lot of uh, of your listeners know that. So we're disconnected from the other parts of the state. So due to the lack of pipeline infrastructure and shipping costs, uh, our state um, is, is extremely limited in our ability to import oil from other states. And so because of the policies coming out of the news administration, um, you know, we have become, as a state, more dependent on foreign sources of oil. So you're right, 75%. Of our oil supplies come from foreign sources. Why are we uh, Why are we not the, connected well to the rest of the United States? 
if you look at the I image, mean, it's, it's just investment in infrastructure. So if you look at if you look at the pipeline infrastructure, I mean, there's a tons. I mean, a lot of pipelines and, and, and miles and miles of pipelines around Texas, around North Dakota. But coming into California, um, there's probably three or four pipelines. And so we are we are on an island in of ourselves. And so we have to produce oil uh, within our state. And we can do that. And I think that's the, the, the frustrating thing is that there are thousands of oil permits right now sitting on the governor's desk. And if he would approve them, we could increase substantially uh, the amount of domestic oil production in our state. Um, and we could get off of uh, Russian oil and we could begin to move more toward energy independence. Um, I mean, it's a no brainer. Uh, th- these problems existed before the war in Ukraine, but the conflict that's happening now has clearly exacerbated uh, our energy supplies and has made California more vulnerable than ever before. So we're sitting on a lot of oil here in California, a significant amount. Kern County, I, I, I represent Kern County. We, we produce as a county 70% of the oil consumed in California. And even with that production, uh, we are importing um, millions and millions and millions of gallons of, of oil. Um, and so we are asking, it's common sense, right, at this very point in time, but especially moving forward, we should have California energy produced by Californians for Californians. Well, except this runs counter to their desire to move away from anything associated with fossil fuels, Vince. Well, it, we live in reality, and that is what we're trying to and, and, uh, trying to articulate and explain to, to Gavin Newsom. And this is not a Republican thing. This is a, a bipartisan message. If you look at the letter that we sent to, to the governor yesterday, it was signed by Republicans, Democrats, and the Independent and the Assembly. It is that we need to be... Uh, off of Russian oil, uh, we need uh, our own stable, affordable supply within our state, and that we have the ability to produce it right now. It's not we could if we could produce enough energy right now to to stabilize our our energy well, I mean, uh, supply right now. It's got oil. nuts because I I saw uh, quite a few six dollar gas stations driving in for for the, for the cheapest grade, the regular unleaded, the eighty seven oh. grade. I saw. Uh, Quite a few times. So, so we're paying six bucks in, in many places, especially in Los Angeles itself. Uh, you know, and four bucks was too much. And everybody in the rest of the nation is freaking out over $4 gas and we're at six. Now, between the dollar and a quarter in taxes and this artificial suppression of, of, of the oil we were sitting on, it, it seems to be the most outrageously stupid policy you could possibly imagine. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, gas prices are, are the clearest example right now. But you look at what is going to how that's going to impact uh, food production, transportation costs, um, you know, consumer goods that we're all going to buy that that's trucked around our state. I mean, the inflation uh, that's going to occur is is going to be um, significant if we don't figure out how to increase our domestic supply. I mean, just think about it. Six percent of, of our oil comes from Russia. That is a, over 18 million barrels. And the governor right now wants to divest uh, our pension uh, investments from Russia because he doesn't want to send money to Russia from our, 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 our CalPERS system. And I agree. We should not be sending uh, money to Russia uh, f- within our pension system. But at the same time, he's not willing to look at our energy sector 
And the amount of money that we as a state send to Russia because we will import 18 million barrels of oil from them, we should be getting off of that. And we can make up that difference, especially 18 million barrels. We can do that in Kern County. We can do that throughout the state of California. There should be even more pressure because a lot of people that are going to be hit the worst by these rising gas prices are in these Democrat blue-collar, low-income districts. There's got to be pressure so every, on those legislators. Absolutely. Every member of the legislature right now is getting bombarded with phone calls from constituents and residents uh, in, Kern, uh, in California. Not even in Kern County. I'm getting calls from people in Kern County, but from all walks of life saying, what are you doing at the, about gas prices and what are you doing about energy costs? I, yes, we should suspend the gas price, the gas tax and, and backfill it with the surplus, but we should be increasing production. Yeah, we should absolutely be. And by the way, you know, we were just going through the list of taxes with Carl DeMaio. 40 to 50 cents worth of taxes per gallon goes to or uh, from uh, the cap and trade gas tax. And, and that's supplying the stupid high speed rail. I mean, oh, you look at yeah. You look at the taxes from the state. You look at the taxes from the federal federal government. You look at the regulatory costs. I mean, it, all of those together is over a dollar. I mean, we could we could we could uh, stay on the winter blend. We could keep uh, stay on the on the cheaper uh, uh, fuels that we that we currently use. We could uh, suspend the gas tax. Um, the the frustrating thing right now, if you look at the governor's proposal, he doesn't. He just just tries to suspend. Uh, the increase, the COLA on, on, on the gas tax increase. But then he takes it from other transportation projects. He, he uses transportation money to try to backfill and suspend the gas tax, which is the dumbest way of doing it. We have a surplus right now. We can, we can suspend and give immediate relief to the entire gas tax um, and give, uh, give all Californians uh, some help. All right, Vince. All right, Vince. Always glad to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. No, I appreciate it. This is an important topic. All right. Assemblyman Vince Fong from Bakersfield, the Republican, and he, along with uh, 22 other legislators in Sacramento, have sent a letter to Newsom that it is time for California to step up its oil production so we're not relying on foreign nations, particularly Russia. More coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI. John and Ken Show. John Cobell and Ken Shampoo. It's KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, uh... Today, I think around 5 o'clock, Dippity Doo is going to make his uh, State of the State speech. I forgot that the one he did a year ago, he did it to an empty Dodger stadium. Remember that? Oh, that was embarrassing. <laughs> that looked really silly. <laughs> uh, yeah, You know what? He doesn't have like the, the self-awareness to know that if I'm walking out into an empty stadium, giving some kind of major speech, I look foolish. Right. He, yeah. Well, he didn't it was their own, their own fault. It was because of COVID restrictions. There couldn't be any people there, even if they could <laughs> find people who want to sit there and listen to him. But <laughs> that was what was silly about it. I mean, he looked like it was also fool. symbolic of people's frustrations that they couldn't uh, go about their uh, their normal lives anymore. So you're going to stand there in an empty it, stadium and make your stupid speech. But how come he doesn't realize that makes him look like a fool? That's what I find fascinating about him. Not that he is. He is a fool. Right. But he has no sense that he is a fool. Garcetti's like that, too. Well, I guess that's, uh, that's why they are what they are, because if they had a sense of being a fool, then they, they would stop that behavior. There should only be three topics now that Newsom should talk about that's on the top of minds of Californians, because we know it. We do this show every day. We've been here for years doing it. And right now, it's homelessness, crime, and inflation gas prices. That's it. 
Instead, he's probably going to walk out there and still talk about COVID. Good Lord. Still talk about equity, <laughs> voting rights. We mentioned yesterday that the Democratic State Convention was last weekend virtually. And that's all they talked about was voting rights. You know, they, the, the party has become a joke in much of the country, but not here. And it, it's just fascinating how powerful the, the, the brainwashing is. You know, we laugh at the Russian people believing Putin that the Ukrainians are the aggressors and the Ukrainians are a bunch of Nazis and the, Ukraini, the Ukrainians are committing atrocities. But most, much of our population here is no different. They believe in a fantasy world that's been created by the Democratic Party out here. And they look around and they see the homeless stacked up, you know, like cordwood. And they, they see all the crime on television. They see the $6 gas and the $7 gas now. And they don't make any connection to the idiots who run every layer of government. I, I, it's, it's just fascinating. Everywhere else, people have figured out who's to blame. Regardless of your issues, you know who's to blame. Not here. The same way the Russians haven't figured out Putin is the one who started the war. So we just talked to Assemblyman Vince Fong, Republican from Bakersfield. I didn't know Kern County has 70% of the state's oil production, but I knew there wasn't that much oil production in California. What Vince and a number of legislators, and some of them are Democrats, are asking Newsom to do is to expand California oil production. Uh, you may have forgotten this, but Newsom already signed a bill to ban and to end all in-state oil drilling by 2045. So I don't think there's much chance he's going to well, go with an and, increase in oil and, drilling. And you know what the problem is there? It, that discourages, obviously, the oil companies from investing in any drilling capacity. Right. So it, it effectively shuts down a lot of drilling now. Because if you're going to drill for oil and, and, and set up a whole infrastructure, you want it to pay off over the course of decades. And that's what I was reading because Biden today was trying to get back at the oil companies by saying there are 9,000 oil permits that have been authorized and the oil companies are just letting them sit there. But the oil companies were saying just because there's permits doesn't mean there's any oil no, there. A lot of we them have are... to do a lot of exploration. We have to spend a lot of money looking at the land and going through it and see whether or not it's worth it. A lot of them are dry it doesn't holes. doesn't guarantee it. Dry holes. <laughs> you ever had a dry hole? It um, hurts. Uh, uh, right, well, you know, actually, I, I mean to get to this. Neil Cavuto, who has uh, several shows on, on Fox News Channel and Fox Business Channel, and he's really good. And he's not particularly opinionated. He prides himself on, look, the show here is about the facts. We're not an opinion show. He goes, no one's tuning in for my opinion. But he goes, I have to stop for a second and explain how oil markets work. He says, oil markets work like stock markets. And there are oil speculators. And they buy and sell based on the future. And he said, you know, with stock prices, sometimes a company issues a good earnings report, but the stock drops. Why is that? Because they've issued guidance saying, hey, Things were fine last quarter, but the next year is going to look rough. So people sell their stock because they realize, all right, company's not going to be profitable the next year. He goes, it works in reverse, too. Sometimes they have a bad quarter, but the stock goes up because the company says, hey, things are going to get a lot better in the next year. He goes, well, the same thing works with the, the oil prices. And, for example, you hear a lot about the Keystone Pipeline, right? 
And a lot of people say, hey, Biden shut down the opening of the Keystone Pipeline and oil prices went up. Then the spokeshole, Jen Psaki, comes out and says, well, no, no, no. That pipeline wasn't going to open for months anyway, and it would be years before it produces oil. However, that's why oil prices go up, because the oil traders realized, oh, we're not going to get the 830 million barrels of oil out of the Keystone Pipeline. That's a significant amount of oil. So we can't count on that for the future, which means there's going to be pressure on gas prices to spike. If you knew the 830 billion gallons or billion barrels were coming, then you know in advance that prices would be lower because there's a greater supply. And that's why it drove up the price. It doesn't, it's not so much when the oil is available, it's that they know eventually oil will be available. And you're right. betting on the future. And, and and people don't have a basic understanding on, on, on how the oil markets work. It's based, you know, when you, when you hear about all the, uh, the that, that they, f they froze the leases, right? There's 9,000 leases that are open on federal lands, but they're not issuing any new leases. So what does that tell the oil market? In the future, there's not going to be a much expansion of supply. Well, we always need expansion of supply because economies are always growing. Populations are always growing. Technologies are always growing. You always need more oil. And so if he's frozen future permits and he shut down the future Keystone Pipeline supply, well, that means it's going to be really tight in the future. Therefore, they're bidding up the price of oil. Everything is about the future and speculation. That's how all the markets work. Everybody, every so, day when you see the market go up or down, it's people looking ahead at what might happen. And what pisses me off about Biden and Jen Psaki, it's not that they have a different viewpoint. It's that they're, they're, they're full of horse crap. They're intentionally distorting the understanding of how an oil market works. They're cherry-picking information, omitting information with quickie sound bites, stupid slogans, the average person gets confused. You know, I've had to spend, we've had to spend several days just reading up on this stuff because nobody really cares how an oil market works until you have this kind of situation. Then it's like, hey, what the hell's going on here? Another thing, just one more thing. Do you know how many products need petrochemicals for their for the manufacturing? It's about everything. 6,000 separate products. If you're wearing shirt or pants with any artificial fibers, that requires petrochemicals, some derivative of oil. 6,000 products. So all 6,000 categories are going to go up in price. In addition to all the trucking and all the transportation of every single product that you buy in a store or that you get through Amazon. Now, this is really, really, really bad. And it's only beginning. And, and and the oil prices that went up today, where it went up over $130, that hasn't even been reflected yet in the gas prices. That, that's going to be the gas price increases, you know, over the next uh, couple of months. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show, John Cobell and Ken Shampoo. It's KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, we'll be back on the gas price thing coming up after the news at 4 o'clock uh, with an expert in the field. The update uh, from Ukraine, uh, it's there's snow and it's really cold. Minus 20 degrees centigrade freeze is on the way. 
and there is snow falling. There is concern from some U.S. officials that Putin, feeling a bit cornered, might use small nukes on Ukrainian cities to get them to capitulate. Of course, this has always been a possibility from the beginning, and it'll really show us just how crazy he is if he starts going in that direction. There are more and more reports that civilians have ended up in the crossfire. An elderly civilian Ukrainian couple were blown up in their car by a a Russian special peacekeeping force tank today. Um, this actual video of it, it's, oh, I'm not sure horrible. why you would, yeah, I don't know why you would, it just looks like an ordinary little, you know, resident car. It doesn't look like a military vehicle. Why you would just take it out. Um, the, those, those Russian soldiers, a lot of them are psychotic. They're crazy people. I guess I, there, there's, there's something in that country that produces soldiers willing to do that. There, there's a lot of craziness in that country. Because this is this is really horrific brutality. We mentioned that uh, Dopey Newsom is going to do his uh, State of the State speech. I, I, I seems like they were not doing it at five o'clock. They used to do it years ago. Remember at five o'clock when like Pete Wilson was governor and yeah, the, for a time the local stations would carry it. And then He's they back st- to five o'clock today. I don't know if they're carrying it, but I think they stopped carrying it. So oh, it's and he's a drone. Yeah, uh, Cal Matters, apparently they did this a year ago when he did his State of the State speech, the one we mentioned at the empty Dodger Stadium. They have what's called Newsome Lingo Bingo. Some of these you're going to recognize. Some of these are new to me. We'll first play our compilation, but they came up with a lot more of his jargon. Uh, listen to this first. Let's allow ourselves to dream of brighter days ahead. It's a stair step. Equity is the call of this moment. Our North Star continues to be equity. Beat this moment. The throughput. Partisan political power grabs. Moving our way towards where the puck is going. I wanted to lean in uh, because I want you to know we mean business in this space. There is light, not light. There's bright light at the end of the tunnel. We're not going to change course just because of of a few naysayers and, and doomsdayers. Period. Full stop. And we met the moment. I well, saw today in a Times editorial the expression that we, I don't know if it was in that, the North Star. Uh, <laughs> they used it. And we're actually going to talk about that editorial later because it's on the, the homeless problem. Yeah. No, no, no. He, we, we had North Star in the audio. Oh, we did. But, okay. but they don't have North Star on the uh, lingo On bingo the bingo page. cards. They have numerous bingo cards. And we're just going to read some of them because they they really nailed him. Localism is determinative. He likes to say determinative. Right. And it, reasonably cogent. And of course, real time. He always says real time. Uh, he says things like foundational. He mispronounces the word literally, and it comes out literally. Oh, is that Lit- right? Literally. Yeah. C H R U L L Y, if you were spelling out what he says. Yeah. He says he it loves right. to call California a nation state nation hyphen state uh what is it? scarcity mindset that's another i haven't heard him use that one in this space is on the card that's mm-hmm. another biggie uh oh. many parts one body is something apparently he likes to say additive i've heard him use that one yeah. additive uh he'll open a sentence by saying forgive me when he's going to say something disagreeable he does say that yes you're right deep dive of course deep dive, deep dive. that's one of the old classic uh uh, overused phrases. They have meet the moment in equity lens. 
overly prescriptive. He likes to say prescriptive. Reimagine. That's not the one. I guess, do they have several bingo cards? They do. You can reload oh. the card by clicking. Are oh, you on the I website see. or are you want a printed edition? I have a printed edition. So I, I, no, I, there's I, several cards. I you have, can keep going here. I have stretch goal. Yeah. The one that you read had literally? Lit trolley. Yeah. Right. I think you have the second card because now I'm on the third card. Mm-hmm. Um, he has... Uh, okay. Wait a minute. That's the same one. I have equity lens. All right. I'm not naive. I've heard that one before. <laughs> Response metric. I remember hearing equity metric a lot. Response metric. Wait, some poor guy at this website had to sit through all these speeches? Yes, had to analyze a lot of his speeches and his press conferences to try to... And I imagine for a while, since they have reporters that follow him, they probably started talking about it and writing down the ones that occurred to them. But then they probably went back and reviewed um, a lot of his past speeches. but, But outside of Cal Matters, nobody has ever written a story mocking him. For his uh, for his stupid jargon. Oh, Period, what, by, stop. By the way, what Period, they do. Full stop. Yeah. There aren't that many. There are different cards, but they just took the phrases and moved them around the board. Uh huh. So, like, literally, is on a number of cards here. I see. Yeah. Oh, there's equity lens. Right. You had mentioned that one. <clears throat> Small ball. Uh, iterative. 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 <laughs> wow. Reasonably cogent. Intentionality. Wow. Some, a lot of these aren't words. They don't have period full stop. I know. That's that, too bad. That's that was, a good one. That was a big miss. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Period that was, full stop. That stopped the show one day. We couldn't stop playing that. <laughs> Thank you, Governor. But my favorite, probably the one I always hear at some point, he does say in this space. Something about yeah. space. Yes. Right? In, in this blank space between As my ears. As they explained in the story accompanying this. And uh, they wanted to give people who are not familiar with the Newsom speak sort of a primer that, you know, he will go for some odd expression when he could just say now. Yeah. In other words, uh, he will say in real time. Right. When most people would just say, well, now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, why use one three letter word when you could use a long, complex phrase? He uses uh, words like dialogue and architect as verbs. <laughs> That's. Yeah, we, this is why he's we, non-relatable and annoying. Yeah. All right, we'll have uh, more coming up. John and Ken show. John and Ken show. John Cobell and Ken Shampoo. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, coming up after 4 o'clock, we're going to have Stephen Shork on. The Shork Report. That's the name of his uh, newsletter. Yes, it's a daily subscription newsletter on the energy, cash, and financial markets. He's the co-founder and principal of the Shork Report. And another Does thing, that mean he's short stocks or no? Asia. Um, another thing I want to get into. Probably heard that before, hasn't he? <laughs> Probably he's heard all the jokes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing I want to get into next hour. I just found a story Michael Schellenberger wrote, uh, who he had on a couple of times recently because he's writing great stuff about the. Uh, corruption of the homeless industry here in California. His original uh, interest was the environment. And he's written a piece about the corruption of the environment industry that has led to the situation in uh, with Russia and uh, natural gas and the closing down of nuclear reactors in Europe. And 
he says that Russia has been funding green energy activists to put pressure on European countries. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. So that they could walk away with the natural gas market. It's pretty compelling stuff. So we'll get into that next hour as well. It's what, I, every time there's there's a protest and the media slobbers over a protest, doesn't matter what it is. I only have one question in my head. Who's paying these people? And what's, what's, what's their purpose? What's the agenda? All right. Uh, you may have heard about kids acting up in the classroom before, but I don't think you have ever, ever heard a story like this. This is NBC News report about a story from Florida. But the level of of anger and and violence and rage and intensity that has happened to this teacher is is not the norm. Police say a five-year-old in a pre-K class at Pines Lakes Elementary School in Pembroke Pines allegedly attacked a teacher at the school Wednesday morning. According to the police report, the student continuously hit the teacher after he and a four-year-old started to throw things and flip chairs. Police say they found the teacher sitting on the ground against the wall. She was, quote, feeling faint, weak, and dazed before she started coughing and dry heaving. She was then taken by ambulance to the hospital. Anna Fusco, Broward Teachers Union president, represents the teacher she describes as wonderful with 13 years of teaching experience. Fusco says the five-year-old with special needs continuously attacked the teacher after she was on the floor and unresponsive. She says the teacher was put on a ventilator at the hospital. She was caught where he actually ran and attacked and jumped on her with his whole body weight and she fell and, you know, hit her head, which caused a severe injury and other bodily injuries where she's going to need surgery. Fusco says this is the third time the teacher was taken from the classroom in an ambulance because of third? injuries from the same student. <laughs> what? Last time, she says the student pinned the teacher under a bookcase. She lost consciousness and was what? treated for a concussion. The Broward School District just released a statement to us saying, quote, the safety of our teachers, <laughs> staff, and students are always the district's highest priorities. Due to privacy laws, the district is not able to provide any additional information and defers to Pembroke Pines Police. You know, but five years old. Uh, before this child belongs in an institution. Well, how many times can this child attack people? And apparently three. She is described as only five foot four with a slender build. She's in her late 30s or early 40s. A five-year-old. And apparently she hit her head. That's how she got the concussion. How big is this five-year-old? I don't know. And what's the intensity? Where does that come from? Like, what kept what, pummeling what's a, what's her after special, she hit the ground? What is his special needs? And I knew when the reporter was about to say in a statement from the administration, I almost I mouthed along the words, the, the safety of our employees is of utmost importance to us. No, it's not. He already took out the teacher twice and you kept the kid in class. The safety of the teacher is not of utmost importance. I don't Apparently know the what class is. is a group of children with some type of special needs or special disability. They've got all kinds of different diagnoses, so we don't know any more what details is she, about what this is five-year-old. Kid has hostility disorder? Violence disorder? I. Uh, you hear about this every now and then with like a 15-year-old or a 12-year-old fighting a teacher, but a 5-year-old, this is breaking new ground. Yeah, that's um, – uh, but, but, you know, this, this, is, this is part of the insanity in the schools is that nobody is disciplined, nobody is removed, nobody is declared too dangerous to have in a, in a, in a classroom. She apparently even got bitten. 
the biting is going to lead to some type of surgery along with the kicking and the punching because he pounced on her and she fell backwards and smacked her head. And that's what got her woozy there when they and found the thing her. Is, she can't do much to defend herself because if the kid gets hurt, hurt. Yeah, she's then, gone. And, then she's going to be up on charges. So what, what do you do? You get out of that class. It's not worth teaching. Plus, a special needs teacher for a five-year-old is probably very understanding and probably really going to hold back. I would have clocked him. Def- defending themselves. I would have picked like, up that kid and threw him out the window. You're, you're, you're going to go down, not me. I don't care how big he is. <laughs> I'm guessing, though, he was not small. I mean, uh, how, old, how tall are you at five, at five years old? Because this teacher's 5'4". She had to be bigger. Yeah, <laughs> I would think. Unless this kid's going to grow up to be eight feet tall. He couldn't have been that. Uh... Yeah, so he was already throwing things around, flipping the chairs over when she removed him from class, and that's when he attacked her. He was taken to an empty cool-down room where he jumped her. A cool-down room. Thank you. I know you like the, the phrase. Because it, none of this stuff works. All this crap doesn't work. It's nonsense. Restorative justice, cool-down rooms. It's all the same. All horse month. crap. All right, coming up next... His name is uh, Stephen Shork. He's co-founder and principal of The Shork Report. It's a daily subscription newsletter on the energy, cash, and financial markets. And, of course, we'll be talking oil and gas prices. John and Ken show. And Mark Runner has the news. KFI AM 640. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon. Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. 